it's okay with everybody, I'm going to go ahead and jump on in and start um, praying. And then I will jump in for what I feel like the Lord has for us tonight. So, Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for today. Father, I am just in complete awe of you, of everything that you are doing through each and every single one of these women, that you are doing through the speakers, that you are doing through our congregation, and the revival that you are pouring out, Lord. And all I can say is keep it coming. Lord, we want more of you. Anything that is not of you, we don't even want to associate with it. We only want what is of you, God. So, Father, I'm asking you right now, Lord, anoint my words, speak directly through me, and only let me say exactly what you want to say. Help this word be received upon open hearts. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Okay, so, um, I was a little bit nervous about what I'm going to talk, uh, talk about tonight because it's not really... Um, it's not really like a fun subject, okay? It's not something that we really like um, to hear, I think, sometimes. and But I am going to be obedient to the Lord, and I am actually going to be talking about obedience tonight. Um, so if y'all will just give me just a little bit of time, I'm going to do just a little bit of teaching. Um, I talked about at the Fight Time Conference a little bit about my journey and the things that I've struggled with. And I talked about how I have very, very heavily um, struggled with just a spirit of religion. And um, I do feel like the Lord has um, brought me out of that. And I don't know everything. Um, I, I definitely don't know everything. But I would like um, to just... Uh, teach y'all just a little bit about what I have learned in that way if you are kind of new in walking with the Lord or if you're wanting um, to go into a more uh, intimate relationship with God I'm just going to give you some knowledge that I have learned and that I wish I would have known a little while back so just kind of bear with me and uh, we will get through this together <laughs> so let's talk about what obedience is first of all okay I'm going to give you the definition of what I looked up. So this is obedience. It says to be submissive to the will of another. Okay. So I know that in our society today, um, obedience, the word obedient, it kind of has a little bit of a negative connotation, if we're being honest, because the society that we live in is all about self-indulgence. You know, what can I do to make me happy? Um, what can I do to fulfill and promote all of my dreams and all of my wants and all of my desires? And how can I speak maybe not the truth, but how can I make sure that my truth is heard, that my voice is heard over everybody else? And um, the reason I feel like it's really hard to be obedient is because and that obedience is a hard subject to talk about and a hard thing to walk in is because it's absolutely the complete opposite of all of those things. It's about being submissive to someone or something else. And we know that we all have a flesh and we all have a spirit. And our flesh is in constant opposition to our spirit. Our flesh wants what we desire, right? And our spirit wants to... And was created to follow and obey the Lord. But here's the reality, okay? You ultimately are going to obey someone or you're going to obey something in your life. And 
If it's not God and if it's not the kingdom of light, then you have to ask yourself, okay, so then what am I obeying? If it's not God, then who else can it be, right? Except for darkness. There's no such thing as, um, well, I think I'm just going to do what I want. You know, I think I don't really care about, you know, walking in obedience with the Lord. But I mean, I definitely, you know, I don't worship Satan and I don't do any of that either. You know, I just want to do what, you know, feels good to me right now. And, you know, I want to live my best life. And, you know, I only want to answer to me. Right. But I want you to realize that is the exact same mindset that Satan had when he fell from heaven. And it's also the same mindset um, that Adam and Eve had when they caused the fall of man. It's something called pride. Okay, it's looking, it's looking out for number one. It's looking out for ourselves. They wanted to exalt themselves above the Lord. And they were more interested in being their own God than they were serving the one true God. So I'm going to um, give you all a verse. It is Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9. And it is, says, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself, but it is a gift from God. And it is not by works so that no one can boast. So what I want to do right now is I want to teach you two different types of obedience. Okay. Um, the first type is obedience through obligation. Okay. And the second type is obedience out of love for the father. And I'll go back into that verse. I'll mention that verse here in a second, kind of explain it a little bit. But let's talk about the very first thing, okay? Let's talk about obedience out of obligation. So what is obedience out of obligation? This is when you are, you might be serving God, you might be going to church, but you are really kind of just obeying God because you feel like you have to, right? You know that it's right to obey God. You know that it's right to go to church. You you have the list of the do's and you have the list of the don'ts, right? But you're only, you're not doing it because you want to. You're doing it because you feel like you have to. And here's what obedience out of obligation lacks. It lacks grace and it lacks intimacy with the Lord, okay? And basically what it does is it stems basically... Um, it stems from like trying to do everything on your own. And it's tied to a belief that it's our works that saves us. It's me checking all the right things of the right boxes of what a Christian is supposed to be. And it's me avoiding all of the things that a Christian is not supposed to be. And it's really just kind of a legalistic way of living. But here's what it results in. It results in us feeling like a failure. Right. Because we ultimately know that we're not perfect. You know, we can't. And God knows that we're not perfect. Otherwise, he never would have sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us. He stood in our place because he knew we could never be perfect and we could never fulfill um, those things on our own. So it leaves us feeling like a failure. It leaves us feeling empty. And then it ultimately leaves us feeling like we are separated from God. Okay. So let's kind of put that to the side. That's obedience out of obligation. We're going to talk about obedience out of love for the Father. Let's talk about for a second what that is. Okay. So this is a little bit different. Where before we were talking about you obey because you feel like you have to. So now, and this is kind of hard to comprehend, 
you're obeying God because you want to. And for a really long time, this felt like so far-fetched to me. Like, I had a desire to want to want God, but I just felt like that wasn't ever going to be possible. I just felt like I was always going to feel like I was just trapped, like this was just a transaction, like my relationship with God was basically, it was just a contract, okay? But obedience out of love to the, love to the Father, instead of being... Um, Instead of being uh, stemming from trying to do everything on your own, it's tied to the belief that um, it's only grace that sets you free. It's only by grace that you are saved. So we're going to go back to that verse where it says Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 where it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself, but it is a gift from God. It's not by anything you do. It's not by... Um, knowing all the the verses of the Bible. It's not by reading your Bible all the time. It's not by making sure that you attend every church service. It's not by X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. Okay. It's not by um, looking like the perfect Christian. So when we get closer to God, how this happens is whenever we get closer to God and we start developing a relationship with him, there is a shift that begins to happen. Okay. There's a shift in the way that we think. There is a shift in the way that we feel. And then there is a shift in the way that we begin to view the world around us. Okay? And so then what happens is we enter into a process and it's called sanctification. Which basically means to be made more holy. To be made um, more like God. So what happens is whenever we enter through sanctification is we slowly begin to transform into the image of God that we were created to be like. God created us to be in his own image. He created us to not be him, but to be like him, to look like him, to act like him, to have the same characteristics as him, but not to be him and not to be over him. Okay, I want to make sure that that's very clear. So as we begin to develop a relationship with God, what happens is we begin to love the things that God loves. And then we begin to hate the things that God hates. So I want you to think about the first time when you first started dating. Maybe you were a teenager and um, you finally got to go out with this boy that you like, okay? So when you first start dating somebody, you know, you want to text them all the time. You always want to be around them. Um, Snapchat was a big deal uh, when I was in high school. We would Snapchat each other all the time. Um, and you would just get these butterflies and you'd just be so excited. And the more that you spent time with that person, the more you wanted to spend time with that person. The more you longed and had a desire for that person. And then that kind of made you want to do things that they like to do and um, do the things that they were interested in. And it literally works the same way with God. The more you spend time with him, the more you get to know him, the more you begin to develop a mindset that is like his. The more you begin to see the world the way that he sees the world. And the more that you begin to desire the things that he desires and the more that you begin to hate the things that he hates. I hope that makes sense.
If there's something that I'm, you feel like you have a question or you feel like I'm not explaining well, y'all can comment. Just let me know and I will go back and I'll re-explain something. So, okay, through developing a relationship with God, what happens is our obedience shifts from following and obeying God out of obligation to now we obey God because we have developed a love for him. Okay, so let's for just a second, I'm not going to be long, I promise. I don't want to keep you ladies very long. I know it's late, but I want to, I want you to realize and I want you to understand why you should be obedient to God. Okay, so the very first reason I have is because, well, God knows better than we do. Okay, I'm going to give you a verse. It's in Isaiah 55, chapter 8 through 9, and it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God speaking. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So a lot of you probably on here are parents. So I want you to think about every time you tell your child to do something, when you give your child some kind of piece of instruction. You know, a lot of times I remember as a teenager, teenager, I was thinking that every time my mom told me to do something or not to do something, I would just automatically be like, this lady, she's just trying to ruin my life. She just doesn't want me to have any fun. She just doesn't want me to have a life. She just doesn't understand. She's just, she's just being mean to me. But a lot of the times, you know, the reason why you tell your child something is because you have more knowledge than they do. You have more wisdom than they do. You have gone through probably those same life experiences and you know the consequences of certain actions. So a lot of times what you do is you tell your child something because you're trying to protect them. And I'll use just like a silly little example. Let's just say I have a child and I ask the child whenever, okay, we're gonna go cross the street. I want you to grab onto my hand. So they grab my hand and I'm like, don't run out in the street. Keep holding on to my hand. Well, the reason that I'm telling them that is because why I don't want, if they run out in the street, there's a likelihood that they could get hurt. There's a likelihood that they could get hit by a car. Or another example is, hey, don't touch that stove. It's hot. Okay. Well, they may be little and may not comprehend what that means or what's going to happen if they touch that stove. But we know, and because we have the knowledge and the wisdom, we know that if they touch that stove, what's going to happen? It's going to burn them and it's going to hurt them. So I want you to understand that sometimes being obedient to God, God's not telling you things because he wants you to ruin your life because he wants to ruin your life. He's not telling you things because he doesn't want you to have any fun. He doesn't want you to live, but he's telling you things because he's trying to protect you the same way that a parent tries to protect their child because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. And he can see what we can't see. He can see the road ahead. And so he's like, Hey, I know what's going to happen. If you do that, Hey, I know where that road's going to lead down. Hey, I'm trying to protect you from the devourer that is seeking to destroy you. So obedience is for your own protection. Okay. So let's go to the second thing, why we should be obedient. Okay, the second thing that I have written down is God is not going to ask you to do something that he would not do. And he's not going to ask you to do something that he's not already done. Okay, 
So raise your hand in the comments. We're going to have a little participation. Raise your hand in the comments if um, you hate people who break their promises. Or you hate, or I say hate. I just mean you hate when somebody breaks their promises. Or you hate when somebody doesn't keep their word. Or maybe you know somebody like that. Maybe you know somebody who, you know, they always will say that they will do something and then they can just never seem to follow through. Does anybody know anybody like that in their life? It's really hard to trust people like that. It's really hard to follow people who um, you know is going to constantly break their promise, who you know isn't going to follow through. But here's the thing. God has already walked way ahead of you, facing the same temptations, facing the same hardships that you are right now. Jesus, when he came down to this earth, he was robed in flesh. And what happened was, is he limited himself. He put himself in a limited human body. And when he put himself in that body, he allowed himself to be tempted. He allowed himself to go through difficulties. He allowed himself to go through torture. He allowed himself to go through a lot of the things that we face right now. And some, and even more so. So he walked through it so that he could help you walk out of it. He's not going to ask you to do something that he's not already done or that he's not already prepared a way for you to get out or for you to walk through or for you to be strengthened. He's not someone who's going to say, do what I say and not what I do. Okay, here's a third reason. Obedience leads to God revealing himself. John 14 and 21. This says, those who accept my those who accept my commandments and obey me are the ones that love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them and I will love them and I will reveal myself to each of them. So I want you to listen to this where it says, those who accept my commandments and obey me are the ones who love me. So what Jesus right here is saying is he is directly tying obedience to love they're connected okay and i want you to realize too is that love and obedience are both selfless because remember the definition that we talked about earlier whenever i said obedience actually let me read it before i get it wrong obedience is to be submissive to the will of another so that means forsaking my will to do the will of somebody else to be submissive to what they want okay that is a selfless act. And then if you go and you look in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, it talks about love. And it gives you actually the exact definition of love where it says love is patient. We all know it. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not easily angered. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. Love rejoices in the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. And love always perseveres. Love and obedience have to go hand in hand because they both are selfless. The last thing. Oh, wait, let me go back. Let me go back, actually. 
Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. So it says, those who accept my commandments and obey me are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and I will reveal myself to them. So he's saying, I will reveal myself to the ones who love me. And I and the ones who love me are the ones who obey me. So obedience to the Lord is not just saying, Lord, I love you. It is saying, Lord, I love you. But it's also allowing God to reveal himself to you, to make himself known to you. Okay? Now I'm going to give you one more reason, and then I'm going to be done, I promise. Okay. The last reason. The reason that you want to walk in obedience to the Lord. And I feel like this is probably the most important reason. If you didn't get any of the other ones, you can get this one. It's the least you can do. It is literally the least you can do because here's the thing. God has been so good. He's been so good to each and every single one of us. Maybe he has answered a prayer of yours. Maybe he has given you peace. Maybe he has helped you through um, a hard time. Maybe he's delivered your marriage. Maybe he... Um, He's, bought, he's brought a prodigal child back home. Maybe he's healed you or healed someone that you know. But even if, even if he hasn't done any of that for you, he died for you. He stood in your place. where He stood in the place where we should have stood, where we should have paid the price for our own sin. And it says in the Bible that the price of sin is death. He stood and he stood in our place and he died for us. Because he knew we could never meet that requirement just so that not only to save us, but so that we could walk in freedom, so that we could receive healing, so that we could walk in wholeness. He did that for us. So as far as I'm concerned, the least of anything that I can do is be obedient to him. I know that this is not... Um, something that we really like to hear. But let me tell you what, you, it is our responsibility to walk in obedience with the Lord. And not only, it's not something that, um, it's not something that is just for God, but it unlocks so much for us. It unlocks the Lord revealing himself to us. It protects us. So, so what I want you to do this week is I want you to seriously think about the areas of your life. And I want you to choose which kingdom you want to serve. Because if it's the kingdom of self, it's not the kingdom of God. And that is really all that I have for y'all tonight. Um, I hope that maybe you learned something from this. Like I said, I... I, um, I wish that this was something that early on when I really started to pursue God, I wish that I knew the difference between, between um, the different types of obediences, which is obedience through obligation and obedience through the love of the Lord. I can for sure stand here and tell you that if you're walking in obedience out of obligation, 
you can absolutely have a totally different type of relationship with God. And I am absolutely a living testimony of that. So if you feel like you're struggling, if you feel like you don't know where to start, um, send me a message and I will pray with you. I will do whatever, whatever I can to, to help you. Um, we love each and every single one of these fight time members. We love y'all so much and we pray for y'all and, um, and we want to seek the face of God with y'all. So I hope that this encourages you and I will see y'all sometime next month. <laughs> oh, also, if you are local and, um, you're around the East Texas area, we are having a revival service, three revival services this weekend, starting on Friday night. Um, one starts at Covenant Churches of East Texas and Rusk. Um, the Friday night service is at 645, Saturday night service is at 645, and then Sunday night service is at 6. So come expecting God to make to make a big move in your life. Come expecting God, come expecting to see miracles, come expecting to see deliverances because we know that he is going to do it. All right. I love all of y'all. I will see you later. Bye-bye.